This is the Notes Goats podcast. Um, I am Steve. I am Brandon. And this is a lounge episode, guys. So we're on a Friday at some point here. And generally in the lounge episodes, we kind of just kick it out to different people. They've reached out to us and said, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And we say, well, when are you free? And then we line this stuff up here and schedule it. Brandon is my master scheduler. As, as my boss, he does my scheduling for me. Yeah. Um, so Brandon, going yeah. into the boss man role. Yeah. What are we doing today and who are we talking with? Yeah. So today, guys, we were approached by this this wonderful human being uh, after the release of our uh, System of a Down album. Which was a weird one. Which just everybody came out of the woodwork. I want to be in your pod. I want to be in your pod. Who knew System of a Down did that sort of thing? But apparently it did. So not to Brandon. Right. (laughs) So, guys, we uh, and as you all know, I kind of run and comedy circles that kind of thing so i'm friends oh really i pretend to be i pretend to be funny you pretend to be funny yes yeah anyway so guys we have lansing area comedian and badass human guys welcome to the podcast megan coddington heat oh hello what's up thanks i was absolutely thanks for coming on this is fun so megan we you know you can't be like hey i want to be on your pod blah 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 you gave us four albums to look at and uh, which one did we ultimately decide to go with? We did uh, Dashboard Confessional Swiss Army Romance, which I was like, this one's kind of embarrassing, guys. You're like, yeah, we're going to do that one. Yeah, exactly. Like, All right, All right let's yeah. just do it. Do that it. was the first one. I was just like, nope, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. You said it was embarrassing. Were, we're going for it. All of them were a little embarrassing, except for Tom Petty. I think the rest of them were embarrassing, but that's okay. Anytime you bring up angsty teenage phase, it gets embarrassing. It yeah. does. It does. That's yeah. Oof. This is this is a rough one. You know, this 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 album got me through some shit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I look back a... on it now and I'm like, Bleh. like I know I still like it, but I'm like, come, <laughs> yeah. come on, Megan. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So what what I mean, what was it about this album? Like, what originally drew you to Dashboard or to this album? Well, so um. I wasn't really out when I went to college. There was like some, um, and nobody knows I'm married to a woman. I'm a lesbo. Anyway. um, uh, Only mind blown right now. Oh my God. Everybody quit the podcast. You know, I don't know. Anyway. um, We got more fans and I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we do. I wish. Sometimes I do. I have had shows where people are like really uncomfortable and leave, but it's like, all right, whatever. Um, I'm a no man. Love, love is love. We're good. We're good on anything here. We don't care. Good. So I, I wasn't really out in college um, or until I got to college and I got to college and I was kind of like, I used to do this joke where I'd say I was like, buy now, gay later, you know, like, <laughs> like guys. Yeah. And I was like, why am I doing this? Cause I really don't like dating guys. Like they'd break up with me and be like, Oh good. I don't have to call you anymore. So there was never any like, nice. but with women, like, so I started dating women seriously. And so I never, you know, in, in high school, people usually have like their relationships that they get all like dramatic and angsty about. I didn't really do that because I didn't really date chicks in high school. So I never really got attached to any of the guys I dated. So my freshman, sophomore and kind of junior year of college, I'm like dating women and they're like breaking my heart. And like, so like this album is like all about his heart being broken by women. And so it was like, just I'm screaming in my car, you know, driving my Buick 
uh, and it's yeah. funny because now, like later, um, with my wife, like his his album um, "Stolen" is one of my favorites. And he's like, it's happier, and it's got a whole song like "You're the best one of the best ones." And I'm like, yeah, dashboard got me through that. And now we're to this dashboard, the happy. Dashboard. Yeah, Chris Caraba, right? So, Chris yeah, Caraba got us, got himself through. But yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, and I love how artists can kind of do that for you, and it's it's kind of an interesting thing where you kind of latch onto somebody for a while because of some reason, then you can get back to it, and you're like oh yeah like it was hard back then but this is why i got through like it seemed like the world it was like earth shattering when i break up with people and then i think back and i'm like all those people were really big losers so like i don't know i have a question for you yeah this is coming from like dude the guy side of things because i i will fully admit with you like guy side of things i'm gonna speak for brandon yeah, we're cavemen assholes half the damn time. So I don't I don't blame you for, you know, liking women more than us. It's it, we're terrible. Um, but from the breakup side of things, since you said you did date guys before and we're really bad at those things, too. We're not going to breaking up. Um, but is there a difference between like when women would break up with you and when men would break up with you? I don't think a woman ever broke up with me. I just broke up with them. Savage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ah, that's so bad. But was it like was just like was it like more personal though? Because like that's where you kind of like you liked women more. So like was it more personal? It was with men. Like yeah, they just kind of like would do all kinds of weird shit. Like send me an email, a text message, or whatever. Mm. And I'd be like, back then, text messages cost money. I'm like, motherfucker, that cost me money. Like right. Yeah. You know, or call me after nine because it's cheaper then, you know. Yeah, it's free. You call me to seven, it's free. Yeah. Or just send me a message on you know AOL Instant Messenger on AIM or whatever. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so MySpace me, let's go. And that was like a good sign because I was like, they break up with me and be like, all right, cool, I'm done with that. And it just it never broke me. And but with women, it was like I would get to the point where I was like they either they would like cheat on me or they just weren't going anywhere. And I just never wanted to break anybody's heart. So I date them for too long. And then eventually I'd be like, look, here's a deal. I don't love you. Uh, we're gonna have to. Okay. Yeah. And then oh. I my heart. And I, I, and I feel so bad. And that's like, so with Sarah, my wife now, she, she always makes fun of me because like our first couple dates, I, I would not hug her. I would like, I would like give her a handshake when she left. Like, cause I didn't want to like hurt her. Cause the, yeah. the woman I dated before her, I, I broke her heart and I didn't mean to, but I just, I didn't, that, this is on me a hundred percent. I just didn't get the balls enough to say like, look, I don't, this isn't going to work anymore. Cause I was so afraid to like hurt her heart. Cause she just all full out loved me. And I just did not. Yeah. And so when, eventually when I told her, like, like totally just crushed her and so i was like i'm not gonna do that again i'm gonna take it slow so like sarah got a lot of hands my wife she got a lot of handshakes she'd drive up from lansing to mount pleasant you know and she'd stay until three in the morning and be like all right it's time for you to go see you later Give her a <laughs> oh, no. so, oh, that tip to you <laughs> that's I'm like great. it yeah so uh, like, i i can relate to that because i i was divorced prior to my wife now and i was the same way like it was rough. And when we, when I first met her and I felt like it could got to get serious, I like was like, slow down. But I, I can, I I relate to Megan more than I relate to the other women. That's actually hilarious. It's awesome. Cause I'm the same way. I was like, I kind of want to break up with you right now, but I don't really think this is good. And like getting, getting back in the dating center, being, being with someone for a few years, it's like kind of figuring that all out. But no, that's, that's interesting. That's, 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 I was just wondering. 
I did have a few that like I wanted to date, but they never really like reciprocated that. So that was kind of hard too. So they never like mm. broke up with me, but it never became what I wanted it to be. And sure. so I think a lot of these songs like fit with that. Like I really oh. wanted something, but it wasn't really meant to be. And there so, wasn't like, a mutual thing there. Oh. Yeah, you know, okay. like and you know, honestly though, I married better, so whatever. If I there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Marry up. That's all you gotta do. We both did too, so it works out. Yeah. I got a firefighter wife. I don't know what her <laughs> Yeah. There awesome. You go. There you go. So a little bit about dashboard. Now you probably already know this, but I'm going to help Brandon out here. Cause I'm not sure how much of a dashboard aficionado he is. Um, it's an acoustic rock band from Boca Raton, Florida, Brandon. Okay. So they started in 19 and Chris Caraba started mm-hmm. this in 1999. He yeah. actually started it as like a side project. Cause he was kind of bored and didn't think it was actually going to come out there. He was in a band called further seems forever. And he, <laughs> he actually left the band right after their debut album came out. Because uh, Dashboard was going to be bigger than he anticipated. Oh. So um, so he released, they released their debut album. And then he really, he was like, I'm out, guys. I'm going to go pursue Dashboard and do my thing. Yeah. Um, so he's put out seven studio albums, multiple EPs, which for me personally, the Soul Impossible EP is the best, the best thing he's ever mm-hmm. done. Those four songs. It's an amazing album. Um. Last year, he actually, and I say they celebrated 20 years as a band, but basically just Chris was like, I've been doing this for 20 years now. Um, So with the Greatest Hits album, they toured, he toured for roughly three weeks. And then then, then COVID happened. Well, and then he broke his shoulders recently. Yeah, hurt himself. Yeah, so like, but COVID happened and he, he couldn't tour anymore. So like the thing happens, but I'm pretty sure pretty sure he's got something coming up this year he's going to come back out again most of the bands are coming back out in 21 or 22 letting my wife know that we got money now yeah right let's go and that's that's what i love all these bands that were like big in the early 2000s like when i was coming out of high school or early college i'm like they're doing these like 15 years like 20 years this album was released i'm like I can buy merch now. Like, yeah. without, like I don't have to choose between gas money and a t-shirt. I can actually buy a t-shirt if I want one. I yep. can even spend the night at a hotel. If yeah. I, want yeah. I can have a beer and not feel like I'm going to die. Cause I don't have any food money. Like no my muffler won't fall off on the way. Right? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I've been there. Yeah. Um, my so, muffler fell off on the way to the bar exam and that is not a joke. So oh, that's, man. that's awesome. That's a man. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's like funny. started from the bottom. Now you're here. Right. Right. Um, so Swiss Army Romance uh, was the debut album released in March of 2000, uh, the first time. Yeah. Um, I it was, was 10. Yes, I was uh, 16. But so um, old. <laughs> right. Uh, I, so originally, I just like to make Steve feel old. That's every all single I... time. Uh, yeah. Originally, it's t- it was 10 tracks at 33 minutes. Uh, I did add three additional tracks later on and push it to 44 minutes. Um, originally. Um, it was uh, only a thousand copies were released and they sold out pretty fast. Uh, then in November of 2000, drive through records bought the rights to the album and they re-released it. And then again in 2003, I think it was when I actually picked this one up. Um, mm-hmm. It was released by vagrant records um, after, after Chris bought the rights to it. Yeah. And then it was uh, re-released again. So this one's been released three different times, um, which is just kind of interesting for a solo artist. Um, and they added the tracks, and I only like one of the tracks. That yeah. <laughs> so they only had one single, and it was Screaming Infidelities, yep. which which did reach number 22 on the rock charts, on Billboard's rock chart. 
Um, the album itself didn't didn't chart on Billboard. This one didn't. His next one did, yeah. but um, this one was like I said, they had to release it three times to actually get a get a following. And I think it was kind of marketing for record labels. Nobody really wanted to buy in on a um super emo ish acoustic guy because nobody saw money in it. They just yeah. didn't see anything in it. So I mean, he's really like he's really like. Like you want to give him a hug. You know? Yeah. And it was, he's, it, and I mean, I've seen, I have seen these band live. I have seen him live. I have too. With, without knowing anything I was getting into. Like I came from like the pop punk scene. So like I had friends that knew who Dashboard was that I didn't even know. Cause I was, didn't know who this was. He wasn't played in the radio. You kind of just had to like hear about it, hear about it. And then it was kind of grapevine. Um, so I went to a show at the Delta Plex or not Delta Plex, the Orbit Room in Grand Rapids, which is kind of a Ugh. mid-level venue. Hey, Ugh. in the early 2000s, the Orbit Room was awesome. God, that's Late about like STDs like, just hitting, sitting on the wall. Well, they're probably growing there now because it's vacant. Yeah. Um, but went to the show. I worked a lot of concerts for security. The show um, being six foot two, about 320 pounds helps greatly when you're in high school to work concert security. Um, plus you get paid in cash. And I, like that a lot um so i went to the show working it thinking orbit room i'm in the pit amazing it's a you it's a, it's a younger show younger audience usually that means i'm gonna be busy lots of crowd surfers lots of craziness um busy times for steve and i'm happy i get there the openers come up i don't even know who the openers were and it was kind of mellow nobody's moving around i'm like all right well the main singer needs to get up there once he kind of gets up things are going to pick up a little bit. And they're going to start flying thinking all these little kids that are in the crowd. They're going to start crowd surfing. There's going to be greatness. He does his first song and I have no bullshitting you. The front row starts crying and I'm, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and it's hot. There's, there's probably 2,500 or 3,000 people in this small venue before COVID because nobody got sick because it didn't, it didn't exist then. And I'm like the front of this pit with like eight other dudes who are big guys who are thinking the same exact thing I am by the third song. I'm like looking at people. I'm like, would you just do something, please? Like move, like sway or something. No, nope. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to cry. I had the same experience at the concert. I've been to one concert. Uh, I wish I'd been to more. We, I told Sarah, we have to go again because like, I'm terrified because I, I wanted to see Tom Petty for so many years. And then we, I left the hospital, like I, almost against medical advice. Like I begged them because I was having heart. I have a pacemaker and right before okay. I I was like, look, we bought these Tom Petty tickets like a year ago. I'm going. I'm going. And so the doctor was like, all right, go and check yourself right back in. So yeah. we went and I'm so glad we did that because dude's dead now. Yeah, right. Passed away. Yeah. No. So like, not that I think Dashwood, you know, or Chris Crow is going to die, but he wasn't in that accident. And he broke his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's and he's not Tom Petty, but I mean, the same time. So this show, I left. I was like, I'm. I, can I go work outside? There's more stuff going on outside. So I walked outside. Right after I get outside, this kid gets brought outside by a couple of the security guards walking through the crowd because nobody else is doing anything else. Literally, I think we went down to like one guy in the mosh pit, like in the actual pit, because there was nobody moving. Yeah. So I'm outside hanging out, and this kid comes out. And they're like, we think he's got a, think he's got a listening device on him. He's recording the show or trying to record the show. So he's probably college age, so maybe late, late teens, early 20s. So we put this kid up against the wall and start frisking him. Well, having to do a security guard, you touch a lot of guys' junk. It just kind of what happens. Um, you get in there, you start frisking him. I go down one leg, another guy goes down the other leg, and we're searching him. I end up finding a tape recorder, and I'm going up this dude's leg, and I'm like, 
smelling oh, something. I'm like, no. he's freaking out. The kid's shaking. And I'm like, dude, you did not. And he goes, I'm sorry. I'm really nervous. Yup. Oh, boy, crapped his pants. <laughs> I had to reach in his pocket no. and get this tape recorder out, to which I smashed it because it's what we we're supposed to do. But it gets better. He is sitting there with a pile in the pants now. And he says, well, the show's not over yet. Can I go back inside? And I had... I w- you got shit pants, man. No. Shit, no, you just shit your pants. You can't go back inside. <laughs> like, first of all, <laughs> you got to go in the parking lot and figure this out because your friends are going to come outside and you didn't come by yourself. Right. And you're full of shit, literally. <laughs> so, like, my, my oh, dashboard no. live experience is... Please do something. And why the hell did you shit your pants? And I just, I want to go see him again live. I think it'd be a cool show just to have a beer and just kind of sit back and listen yeah. to him. But when I, in my early angsty teenage phase, I wanted to kind of just punch people in the face in a mosh pit. And I was just like, Ugh. but then I got like five years older and I was just like, I can experience, I like Dashboard now. Like I can appreciate his emotion. He's like, yeah, he's got like a real... Like my family, we didn't do a lot of emotions. So I was Chris like, does a lot of emotions. This is emotions. Like I can express it. I can sing in my car on the way to and from work. And mm-hmm. yes, you know, I still listen to this album to and from comedy sometimes. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. No. So looking at looking, yeah, exactly. Looking at it. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with you because you're Megan. You're the you're the aficionado here. You're the expert on on this one. Or it's, not- it's just, this is your show. We're just going to give you that one here. Okay. So what's your favorite track? I I have so many because I was I, I actually like was writing down on my legal pad. Which one do I like the best? Because I can start the album and sing all the way fucking through. And um, I, I'm I have to, okay. I'm going to have to go with Age Six Racer just because it's like really calming. So long, sweet summer. Yes. That one. That yeah. one. I really love yes. that one. And then um, Ender will save the will save us all. Um, it's just like you two contest. And then um, I like hold on. Um, she had a history of killing herself. I had a habit of dying. Like those are so depressing. But I really yes. so love those depressing. songs. It is so and, depressing. Yeah. And of course I like screaming infidelities too, but then you know, like I see like a 20-year-old singing and I'm like, fuck you. You did not, you did not, you did not go to college in 2002 and you didn't learn this. Day. And I did. That's that's interesting. That's fun. Me and Megan are close to the same age. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, baby, baby bird over there. I know. It. Brandon, what was your favorite? Uh, this is a forgery was the one that I, oh. I picked as my favorite. Uh, it kind of had the the dashboard vibe that I'm used to because I'm used to more of his, I don't know, not newer stuff. But with me being so young, I'm. This wasn't <laughs> one of the ones that. You're looking at like vindicated, like to... Spider Man Two soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. But with it's a different sound than a lot of the other tracks on this album have, and that's what I liked about it. So, um, it has a different sounds like electronically and the addition of like the drums, it was it was nice. So, yeah, yeah, that for me was my favorite. Steve, what about you, dude? I went chalk, I went screaming infidelities. 
Oh yeah. But yeah. I wanted it for I wanted it for for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. It, it may be one of the most popular dashboard tracks all the all around. It is. But it is. um the song itself is awesome. It's a power acoustic ballad. This is like before Ed Sheeran was Ed Sheeran. Yes. Like if Chris Caraba was British and knew how to use a drum machine, he might have been Ed Sheeran before he was before Ed Sheeran. I agree. Um, I never yeah. thought about that, but I totally agree. So like, but but this this song is meant to be like song one of two ways in your car by yourself like top of your lungs don't give a shit who's walking by or driving by you or in a crowd of sweaty people at a show and you're just you have an experience like that's the voice voice is cracking either oh dude going for it this is this is one of my all-time favorite dashboards of all time besides um, the So Impossible MP, because the, yeah. at, again, we could have done those four songs. I could talk about them for an hour because it's an amazing story how he did that. But um, and then Vindicated. I, I love that track. Too, oh, yeah, but... you too. That is a good one. That is a really that's a really good one when you have a shitty boss. Exactly. Um... <laughs> yes. And that's <laughs> or you know, shitty I, ex-wife. I forgot to say like the sharp hit of New Tears. Like that's where they got the name like dashboard. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I love that, too, where this dashboard becomes my confessional. Which with for comedy it does, you know, yeah. you get a really bad set. You're driving back from Grand Rapids because I, I do mostly um, do comedy out of Lansing, but I actually live in Saginaw, which is like an hour and a half, hour forty yeah. five north of Lansing. So you know, Max, I'd be there every Monday night, and Max is like batting cages for me, so I didn't always have a good set because I was trying out new shit every week. Right. And so I'd go home and be like, ah, this is the worst jokes. Why did I do it? And the dashboard became my confessional. And like, I don't know. I, I still have yeah. dashboard shirts that I've like sewed back together. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. So I'm wondering, we're going to go to Brandon first. And I'm not sure if you have a least favorite. We're going to go to Brandon first. Because Brandon, would you have a least favorite? Yeah, I have a least favorite. And it's okay. not, not so easy. Um, and the main reason for it is I just wasn't a fan of how this track was recorded it just seemed too muffled um i don't know if that was just how he wanted it you know just kind of like a more raw rather than you know yeah produced whatever um the guitar was kind of chunky there was less less of the the rhythmic acoustic it was just very and i just wasn't a fan of that so that for me was was really just not why was not my favorite so, okay. Yeah. Megan, did you have a least favorite? You said you didn't like a couple of the newer tracks that were the yeah, attitude. I, I agree. I did not like It's Not Easy. That would be my least favorite. Also because like, so you hear this is the forgery and there's like all that space and like, surprise, here's this terrible track I don't really like. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't even seem to fit with the rest of the album. Like the rest of the album, you start the first sentence of the song and I'm like in, you know, like I'm in, like I'm singing, I'm screaming. Yeah. That one I'm like, I just it doesn't seem to fit. So my least favorite. Mm-hmm. My least yep. favorite. I, I wasn't a big fan of this is a forgery either because it's so different from his other songs. Like it's a good yeah. song, but if it wasn't if if it was written by somebody else, I'd be like, I really like it. And I do like it. But then I'm like, but that's not my favorite dashboard song, you know. Yeah. So, oh, I understand. So. Yeah. But I do love hold on. I really do love hold on. So that one. So which is so emo sad, you know, like people don't I'm not not like <laughs> I'm getting ready to get on your bad side here. Uh-oh. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a good, happy person, happily married, three kids, you know, all that good stuff. So yeah, I don't like hold on. 
I didn't like that one. I didn't like it. I didn't like the breathy, like that breathy yeah. singing. And the, yeah, and the weird, the weird backup vocals that are there. Like the music itself. Like it, yeah, know? the music leads nothing to the track. Like the music is like it, it it lends nothing to it. Like they don't the vocals and the music just don't go together for one. And I'm like, what the hell is he trying to do here? And I was so distracted by like him going hash, 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 hash. Like, the whole time. I'm like, I can't even listen to the words he's saying right now. Cause I just want to punch him in the face. Like, what is the hell is going on? Like and like, I did read the lyrics. Okay. The story of the song is good, but the way it's delivered, I'm like, oh, come on. That's what he's trying to say. Like, come on now. But I'm also really nitpicky. And when somebody does something like that, I'm like, all right, dude, no. No, you just you tried. Okay, you tried. Good job, but I couldn't. I couldn't even hear like I couldn't hear the actual lyrics over like the raspiness because I was like, "You're just you're trying to be different guy here. I don't like different. I don't like different guy. Come on, just do you." Yeah, I have to say too, this is like random, but Swiss Army Romance. I really like the like the. I love the song. It's not my favorite song, but I love the song because like the background to it. It's like somebody he's you know you love somebody and you want to help them they might not know yet but you want to help them through whatever they're through so that, that you can love love each other again and i like yeah. that whole idea you know if you ever date or with someone who has like mental health issues or or even just like, like right now we're going through a really stre- you know stressful sad thing and my wife is very much for me there you know so i really like that the idea behind that song it may yeah. not be my favorite song to sing but i really like that's what I think. Like he's a really emotional guy. He puts like emotional stuff behind the songs. I get made fun of so bad for liking this man. Yeah. So bad. There's there's a lot of emotion there. This guy, this guy definitely got beat up in high school a couple of times. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, you know what? I want I'm 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 raising two sons and I'm trying desperately to raise men who are not toxic, who know how to have emotions other than frustration and anger. And if yeah. this is their favorite brand, I will be so happy. Like yeah. I just I want them to be able to not. I don't want anger and frustration to be the only emotions they have. I want Yes, I 100% agree. I'm living in the testosterone fueled few of teenage boys right now. And it's it's hard. Like I'm constantly reprogramming. They come home from school with all this bullshit and they're, there's seven. Like, at oh my God, I got one of those. Ugh, it's awful. I got a seven year old, I got a seven year old, a 13 year old, a 14 year old, and a 19 year old. God. The 19 year old is starting to figure his stuff out. So I'm hoping by the time the other kids hit that time, the, the brain starts to move again. But uh, yeah. I tell you, I, I understand your struggle. Yeah, I have seven year old twins, and it's like just seven year old twins and a three year old daughter who is, we're, she's harder than the twins. So uh, I've heard. I don't have girls, but I've heard Brandon's got girls. Daughters are something. She's roughly. So, yeah. so Brandon. Yeah. You had an idea. Yeah. And you asked me about this idea, and I said, as long as I don't have to do any extra work, we can do it. Are you talking about this new game thing? This new game we decided to come up with. I actually put out that we needed new games. Yeah. And another friend of the podcast, Elena Gonzalez, said, I have ideas, boys. And we're like, really? So she threw a bunch of ideas at us because that's kind of what she does. Yeah. And... Um, and friend of Megan as well. So she, she knows Elena. Yeah. Um, so Brandon, yeah. what is this game you have prepared for us today? There is no name for it. It's basically going to be me. <laughs> God, this sounds so dumb. Uh, reading <gasps> a song 
as much as I can while you guys try to figure out what song it is. I'm going to do it as monotone as possible. And just by the lyrics, you have to try to figure out what song it is. Okay. Do we get any hints? No, I mean I can okay. give you them if you want to. So no, I'm no, just... it's okay. We'll we'll <laughs> so, wait and see if we can get it or not, and then oh, we might need hints. So... Oh man! All right. So here's the first one. It's just like you to contest. Wear like a label on your breast. Don't you use what this takes of me? A certain callousness complies with your charm and in your pride, a hopeful look draped in despise. I want to give you whatever you need. What is it you need? Ender will save it all. Ender will save yes, it all. Yes, ma'am. Nice job. I, I started getting the song. Getting the song. Yeah. yeah. Just like you. I was like, I was like, it sounds like a really, really, breath. really sad teenager, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. So I got one more and then we'll, okay. and then we'll go to our, to our deep cuts. So here, okay. here's, here's the next one. Um, This paint has been tasting of lead and their chips. Oh, turpentine chaser. That one's. Nailed it. I didn't even have to go very far. I should have done a different. I should have started somewhere love, else like in the middle of the track, but whatever. I mean, you guys, this was Nailed like, <laughs> oh, dude, you're in college. This was this was the CD, yeah. You know, my visor. You know, up on oh, your yeah. Visor. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I had got yeah. a couple of those. That I mean, if we do it with Elena, I've got no shot, dude. There's no way she's a th- she's yeah, third eye blind like super fan. Well, then maybe yeah. I'll just I'll start somewhere else in the track. So apparently that she was like on tv to be like their super fan like in the running like yeah there's some stories I, I can't blind? wait yeah <laughs> Elena, if you hear this, i'm not i'm not making fun of you i just that's not my band so. <laughs> no i am that's so great. i'm so down she's got so many stories about how she was like i think it was like a queen latifah show or something that she was on like a tv show to be third eye blinds like super fan yeah She's seen him like multiple, like over over ten times. I want to hang out with her more often. Yes, I want to hang out with her for the first time, um, because the story that she gave us on a few other bands, I am very interested in. Um, so, but that's awesome. Like I'm gonna do my, I'm not, I'm quitting comedy for the most part, not quitting, but just like taking a big break. But I'm still gonna do my garage show at the end of the summer and just bring in people that are like, you know, like you know, and pass a tip bucket around. I live in a heritage, uh, historical neighborhood. So oh, I'll okay. It and I know people will tip and I'll just split the tips between everybody if they want to come up or whatever. And that's nice. like because then I can like invite people that I like. Throw an invite our way. We'll make the truck in Saginaw. I will. I'm cool with that. I'll drive, Brandon. I put on a potluck too. So like I make a bunch of shit that I put in crock pots. Potluck. Mm-hmm. We're down for potluck. You don't even right. have to bring food. I will just there's just like oh eight crock pots, all sorts of shit. And cookies and all that. I do the whole mom. You're talking to two chubby white boys here. We're we're down for potlucks. Come on up to Saginaw. Oh There's not much gosh. else here. So. <laughs> I know how to get. I know how to get that, Brandon. We're good. Yeah. No, I can get there too. I just just give me Google Maps. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that. I know. Wow. I know. I can point to it on my hand. Yeah. Got to figure out the right hand. The, 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 well, it's, it's the, that it, one. It's, it's the left. It's, it's this hand, but it's this. Yeah. Yeah. For the video, yeah. For you, for the video. It's here, my... you're going to go like 45 minutes north. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Bay City's here. Yeah. And then and then if you go a little bit over, then you can go straight over to Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. we need to go, if when we go, we got to go to the outlet mall because they've got a cool tool shop that I want to go to when we're up there. So All make right. a day of it. Sounds good. So let's roll into our deep cuts. Uh, Steve, did you have a deep cut track? Yes, I'm going first because you guys are going to steal my glory if I don't go first. Um, So my deep cut is middle of the album again i go unnoticed 
Oh. It's right smack in the middle of the album is where usually an artist will stick in like the stinker. Um, like the one they like, this is intermission, just bypass. This one is a touch over two minutes. And I am pretty sure that Chris is yelling this track the whole time. Not singing, he is yelling at you. And it's so fast. It is the probably the fastest dashboard song I've ever heard. But it's it's just, it's basically him in the middle of ro- in the middle of the room yelling as loud and as fast as he can so somebody will pay attention. Like he literally is trying to get mm-hmm. anyone, anyone to pay attention to him for a second. And as as that kid sometimes in high school where you do stupid shit just to get everybody to pay attention to you, and yeah. having a couple of those kids in my house now that do that consistently that they they don't care what attention they get anything anything and everything give me something and if you don't give me anything i'm going to go 10 times worse or harder or louder or bigger cuz i just want you to to pay attention to me um i think any human whether you're a baby on up to in your 90s 100 year old you felt this at some point in your life you you feel it daily that you just want someone to know you exist and that's that's the album. That's this whole song. Like this song made the album for me because I was just like I listened to that again. I remembered it before, and I'm like, yeah, that I that feeling just hits me right in the heart every single time. So that was mine. What do you what, what do you got, Megan? A sharp hint of new tears, like because that even before I did comedy, like so my parents when they get divorced, my dad lived down in Toledo and my mom lived up in the Midland area. So every other weekend we did this. That's, that's a drive there. Yeah. And so, and, and there was, this, it was a really stressful divorce. Right. So I had all these like car cars didn't have good vibes mm. for me. Driving didn't. And then as I got older, driving back and forth to see Sarah and driving back and forth to um, see other people I was dating and just the car became like, like a place where I did, like, it was like a confessional. Like I would sing my heart out to songs that I loved. I would, I would think even to this day, um, if I need to think something out, I just need to get in the car and drive. I am a mm-hmm. fucking terrible driver though. So like, um, it's kind of ridiculous, but I, I just, if I can get in the car or like my, my stepmom passing and everything being really, really sad, I have not been able to sleep very well. And um, the three or four times that I ever had really good sleep, is in the car when Sarah was driving. Like for whatever reason, if I can get in the car and have a fucking meltdown, I can sleep really deeply. So I love that song uh, because it just, it does. It's like this dashboard is my confessional. Like that's, cause it, it's private because I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a, I'm, I'm an extrovert but I'm also very private with like a lot of my emotional stuff like mm-hmm. where I'm at with all that. And so like, yeah. I just, it's, it's a nice enclosed space. And that's what I loved about comedy too, is I could get in the car and I could drive two and a half hours to a show. And I had two and a half hours of myself to listen to the music I wanted to, to think about things I wanted to, to talk out loud about things I wanted to, if I wanted to call somebody I could, you know, that, that was, people are like, you drive some Saginaw to Grand Rapids. I'm like, you don't understand though. That's like two and a half hours that is just therapy for me. You know, yeah. I can listen to the music I want to. I can call a friend if I want to. I usually call my brother who lives in St. Louis and now Colorado, like, and he's my best friend and we would talk like, so it was like that song. I, I will always love that song very, very much. So. Oh, and that's, man. that's one of the things I miss about working from working, like working at home now, like is that drive home. 
like that 35 minutes to home, like even sometimes like there's those memes that tell you like work kicked your ass so hard you drove home the dead silence. Like, yeah. yeah, I've been there, like a decompression time. Like now I walk from my downstairs office up the stairs to my kitchen and I'm like, oh, now I got to be on. Like I'm on, like now I'm dad mode. I'm out of work mode, now I'm dad mode. And like, you don't, you don't have that as I love working from home. Um, yeah. I love it completely, but you just don't have that time to decompress the decompression time. And like I, we, me and Brandon talk about kind of how we listen to albums a lot. He listens to ones a couple of different times. I listen to them generally in the car first, because mm-hmm. if an album can get me through a car ride without either and it distracts me or something will catch me there because I'm paying attention to the road. I'm not really paying attention to the album. Yeah. Then I then I'll check back on like those tracks that got me or my kids will be like, hey, what is that? Like what did you hear there? I love so, that when my kids like right now this is terrible. It's not terrible because it's not like my favorite, but the boys love Blink 182. And I was like, that's kind of nice. cool though, right? So like that's we're playing so cool. they like really get they're like, I love this song. And I just I love sharing music with them. I love my- yeah mine just loved we we were doing we're doing evanescence in in august and my my 13 year old was just like what is this and i was like well it's evanescence he goes is this new and i was like no it's been around for a while he goes and he's kind of the the, the darker side of things half the time so i kind of like hey check this out and he he's he listened to the album three or four times now he loves it so it's like same thing i'm like but that's gonna come up on on a newer review we got coming up here in august but yeah I'm the same way. I love it when my kids listen to the stuff I listen to it within reason. There's some stuff I listen to that I'm like, like little Dicky. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of things like the, this is like, this is kind of sad, but I'm going to share it anyway. So um, my, my daughter likes us to sing. She recently, she's wanted us to sing her to sleep. And the only songs that I know that are not like, cause dashboard confessional, there's not a lot of like really lullaby by songs there are, but at some points he starts screaming usually in every song, you know, cause he's real sad. Imagine that you're just like putting her to sleep yeah. and I was like, bah! Yeah, yeah. so like the only songs I know all the lyrics to that are yeah. like calming are Catholic hymns. Cause there's raised Catholic. So there's like this song that's like, and he will raise you up on eagle's wings. Like it's, it's a song they usually play at funerals, but I know all yeah. the words to it. Right. So I've been singing this to her for like three months now to go to sleep. And it's her favorite song. And then at the funeral, um, again, I'm sorry, this is heavy, but well, it's good. good. Well, you're uh, fine. At the funeral at the end, you know, before they move the casket, the pallbearers move the casket up to the front of the church. They do like a closing ceremony. And so everybody's silent, but then the church music, they start playing on eagle's wings with no vocals. And my daughter, who is three, just starts singing. And the only voice in this entire church was my little three-year-old daughter singing that song. And so many oh people were like, that was like just beautiful. It was, it was just, it was, it was weird because I, I don't know how religious I am. We do go to church because that's what Sarah wants and I support it. Um, I'm more spiritual than anything, but in that moment, it was just like, you know, only recently did she want me to sing. And that was the song she wanted me to sing to her for whatever reason. So, um, I don't know where I got off on that tangent, but music is like, but that's the thing about music though. It's no matter where it comes from, like the emotion that it brings and how you process life situations and, you know, how, you know, we, we've alluded to the, to it already through this is you know, the car is kind of where a lot of us can process that kind of stuff, you know, and Steve, I've told you this story before, but like, 
that I had a really bad breakup for a girl who cheated on me when she was in Alpena and I lived down here in Grand Rapids. Got Alpena. She was an actress Alpina. in Alpena and she cheated on me and we had a big old breakup fight up there and I had to drive home from Alpena to Grand Rapids and I'm singing O-Town in my car because I want it all. <laughs> It just, you just, it is. You I knew this was the O Town story. I was like, yes, this is the O Town story. Hands at 10 and 2, just, yeah. Because you're the but whitest guy it's ever. Just, I am the whitest guy ever. But it's, it's just, again, that was for me at that time, just the part of processing it all and, and yep. having that, that place to do it. So, and I will tell you, there, there is something whenever my kids want like a lullaby or something kind of weird. And it's music that I like. I always check, and I'm Spotify, like the Spotify premium user. So have you ever heard of Sparrow Sleeps? No. Nope. Sparrow Sleeps is like a, they do lullaby renditions of of favorite bands. Ooh. They've actually done an album of dashboard songs. Ah. And it's called The Places You Have Fallen Asleep the Most. I'm putting it in right now. So there's an album that was replaced in 20 and 20 in 2017, but like hands down again, I go unnoticed age six racer. Um, they've all, there's, there's 10 tracks, 47 minutes long, but it's, it's, it's all lullaby stuff, but it's the same music. So like, if you're looking for something for yourself that like to chill out to, there's they've they've done blink they've done like fallout boy they've done oh, all wow. these other crazy bands they've done hamilton they've sparrow sleeps is a great thing i'll for little kids especially to to introduce them to some of these bands that like you grew up with but yeah. in a different way and Again, then you can cool. yeah i use i use sparrow sleeps a lot for like background music when people are coming over like if i want something playing and like but low yeah. like and they're just like like you'll just see people every once in a while they'll start listening to music and they'll catch it and they're like, I know. Like there's a panic of the disco, Sparrow Sleeps, and you're like, How did they make that into that? And they just they take the music and they make it and it's so good. It's done really well. So like I, I recommend Sparrow Sleeps. Um, the places I've fallen asleep the most is a dashboard one. So I just checked when you were talking about that with your daughter, and I was just like, I bet you there's one there. And I'm like, okay, let me Google it really quick. Um, so it's sparrow like the bird and then it sleeps um so there's but i would check that out that's gonna be one that i think you'll you'll dig um there because you appreciate the music and it's just the music so um brandon me and megan have both talked about our dark horses what was yours uh turpentine chaser was mine okay um from from the i'm coming at this from the musician side of me uh his playing on this on his acoustic guitar it's very technical and very complex Mm -hmm. um so i definitely appreciate uh that aspect of of what's happening with it and you know for people who don't you know necessarily understand music or acoustic guitar like it's not just playing of chords and filling a band it's listening to this song and he's driving the whole dang time he's he's got he's pushing all the way through on a single instrument and you can follow it along the different ebbs and flows of what he's doing it's just amazing to me you i i fully appreciate i fully appreciate 
good quality uh, guitar playing. So. And I, I really like the line in that one where it's like, sooner or later, this cold's gonna break. You know, it's like a like a good little like at some point this season's gonna, you know, like yeah. move on. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, Brandon, you want to go into your final thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'll go into my final thoughts. So, um, this one is definitely it's it's an acoustic listen. It's definitely something where. You know, I wouldn't normally listen to it as like kind of like what I did here. You know, I, I intentionally listened to it each track one by one to kind of understand the whole process. But yeah, no, this is something where you would listen to in the car or you'd have it on in the background while you're working on homework or, you know, whatever. It's just yeah. chill music. It's very it's all similar because he's it's very acoustic, but it's still it bring it evokes emotion out of you. And obviously, you know, you know if you're listening to this, you know, you've heard us all talk about the emotions for me, all of us individually, how, how it does that. So, um, what else did I put here? Uh, it's a solid album and, uh, you can appreciate the, the acoustic guitar vibes. Um, it actually shows that's one thing I appreciate is when someone can take and strip everything back where it literally is just one person and an instrument and shows that they can be, a musician just by themselves you don't need all the bells and whistles around you to be able to succeed yeah. uh that's one thing that i really liked where it's not just the the chunky chords going on so that's one thing i really liked so uh and he and he's he's good to listen to too so um uh, with that um i i am giving this album rating an eight out of 10 for me. So that's what I'm giving it. So uh, Megan, what about you? What are your kind of final thoughts on this one? Um, I, I agree with you a lot on the, what I really like about it. And in some ways I'm a curmudgeon or a Luddite, but like even with comedy, I like comedy to be uh, a microphone, a comedian and jokes. I like, that's what I like, you know? Yeah. And I know a lot of comedians who use guitars and do other things and whatever, and that's fine and they're funny but like for me i want like the the basic of the emotion in it so like this is very similar like in in his music it's very much him with a guitar with some backup vocals sometimes and and i and i really like that it's like it's simple but it's powerful and i, I really like that yeah. um i also would probably give this an eight out of ten just because like it mostly because it, it represents a time in my life where I was like trying to figure out being a lesbian and I didn't know if I was right or wrong or whatever. And I had all these breakups cause I never did breakups in high school. Right. And like now, like I really like the albums later because you know, they're happier. And I think about like, we danced to stolen at, at my wedding with my wife. So like, you know, I, um, if, if, if like I don't know I just I do an eight out of ten just because I like some of his other songs later better because they're not so sad <laughs> like I listened <laughs> right. to this earlier today and I'm like yeah. you know I'm not in a great place I'm working on it but it's gonna be hard for a while sure and I'm listening to this and I'm like sitting on my porch listening to it because the kids are being too loud for me to listen to it and I'm like almost crying and I'm like God this this <laughs> album makes me emotional and that's something because I don't do emotions so right. I'm gonna do eight out of ten just because of that um i mean maybe an eight and a half but there it's it's um he has better albums later i think so yeah yes so what about you steve Rhonda so, out here, man the album is it's good but it wasn't as good as i originally remember 
um, from, from me being, you know, when this kind of came out, when I was coming out of high school, um, and getting into dashboard a little bit later, Oh, three, Oh, four, uh, really, um, knowing that it was just kind of his first album and it was meant to be kind of a therapeutic project for him. Like he had a lot of stuff going on that he had to get on paper and then get it out. Um, and knowing that feeling of like writing stuff down to tear it up later, like just to get it off out of your head, um, you know, not being a comedian, but being on stage in theater and whatnot. Also doing this podcast sometimes is, is my therapy. Like there's times I need to just get out and just get whatever's in my head out. Win, lose, or draw. Brandon may record it. He may not. Um, but um, sometimes I just need to yell. Um, and I feel that here. So, but knowing that along doesn't make me feel as bad because I didn't give it a great rating. Um, and the reason I didn't is because of what you said is this was kind of what I attribute to Chris Caraba's learning curve. Like I put this album out three separate times and I did tweak it a little bit here and there. Um, So it was getting better and like getting to where he wanted it, not where the music, the labels wanted it. Um, But the one, actually I've bought two dashboard albums. I've bought the Soul Impossible EP because again, if you haven't heard that one, it's four songs and it's brilliant. Um, and then the places you have come to fear the most, which is probably his, is his best album. I would think like a most popular album. Um, and that's, it's, it's my, it's my favorite dashboard album just because of everything that's there. It's, it's so it's contained, but it's also, it tells a story throughout. Whereas I feel like this one is like a Swiss army knife where you're going to get stabbed every single, every single track you listen to. Yeah. And it's, it's going to hurt you every single time. And it is super heavy. And it's, and like, like he said, I mean, I I read stuff about it. He was just like, I was going through stuff with the original band. I had so much other stuff going on that I couldn't put on that stuff because that was a different kind of a sound. So I had this emotion that I had to get out of me so I could actually record my other music. And I mean, hell, it turned out pretty well for him. He's, he's still pretty popular and pretty, in that in that ground of things he's he's definitely not like an a-list musician but musical wise like brian has said before he's really good but for me i went with a five i went a solid five out of this one um had it been you know so impossible would have been a 10 so placing it for the most is probably a nine this definitely feels like when you see a comedian you love doing their first like year or two of comedy that's what it feels like to me or like love so much of this like i identified so much with it that i was like i love this i'm gonna follow the rest of his albums and i feel like that happens sometimes with comedians too i live in chicago for a while Mm -hmm. i remember seeing like beth stelling then and her her stuff was like not polished but i was like god this chick's funny and i've followed her ever since and she's gotten better and better and better and better i literally saw george carlin yeah i saw carlin talk to the crowd like he broke away from one of his bits. I've seen Carlin and I saw Rodney actually. Wow. Um, I saw Rodney about two years before he passed. Um, six months before he stopped touring at the Soaring Eagle of all places. But um, I saw Carlin and Carlin stopped at the Ferranthal Theater in Muskegon and said, "Hey, uh, I've been doing this. He's, he's actually I've been doing this shit forever. I'm gonna try something new. I got an HBO special coming up in two weeks and I want to try this." So laugh if you don't laugh. I don't give a shit, but I'm going for it. I'm probably going to screw it up. Yeah. But to have somebody who was at that point in their 70s and a comedy icon tell the crowd, 
listen up. I'm going to try something different here. Yeah. And, but when you hear artists and, and comedians that do that, and you hear artists that do that on stage now, like I love, that's why I love going to Nashville. Cause you see somebody in the street just singing a song. It could be a famous musician. <laughs> Who knows? They're just trying something out. They're trying yeah. something different. And I think comedians right. are the same way, like hitting open mics because I want to see if I can do this still. Yeah. Like that sort of stuff. And I feel like this is kind of the same, same concept, same vein. Like, let's see if we can get this out. Like, let's see how this, this sounds. Yeah. Put it on wax and see what happens. Yep. This is where it started. So. Yep. For sure. So that's been Dashboard Confessional. Uh, Swiss Army romance uh, going for here, Megan. So thank you again for coming out. I know you did say that you're taking a break from comedy for a little while here. Do you have anything to plug for you personally? Do you have any stuff out there on the YouTube or the TikTok or whatever? Um, not really. Or right TikToks. I'm still involved with Motor City Comedy Festival, and okay. we're trying to put together what we're doing for the fall this year. But next year should be right back at it, and I love that festival. I love helping produce it. Um, and then, um, I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm Meg Tastic Meg, Meg, M-E-G, Tastic Meg. Sometimes people put me- Metatastic Meg. No, Meg. <laughs> Meg we'll put it in the show notes for them for yeah. make sure everybody gets the correct, um, the correct yeah. spelling. Brandon, you're on and that. Then, and yeah. then I am at the end of the summer, probably like September, August and September, I'm going to do probably about like mm, six to eight garage shows. So I'll put that up um, and it'll just be fun because we'll get, we'll get a keg. We'll have a bunch of um, food that I make in a crock pot like a mom does and it'll be fun. And my neighbor, my neighbors have been begging me to do it since I did it the last time. And I was like, okay, we'll do it. So nice, um, awesome with a little bonfire in Saginaw, Michigan. There's nothing else going on. I've been to Saginaw. There's not much else going on. Oh, there's nothing going on. There's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) I mean, they call it Sag Nasty for a reason. So it's really not far from where Greta Van Vliet's, Greta Van Vliet's from. So it works yeah, out. Steve's not a huge fan of Greta. Oh, Van I'm going to drop by Frank and so. give that whole town the finger for the for that band. Oh, jeez. Uh, there's a person who books shows out in Frankenmuth that I can give the finger, and she tried to blast me on MCN. I was like, "You're going to blast me on the page that I had, man." I love it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Right. You can yell at that person, and I'll yell at Greta. There you yeah. go. Love it. So guys, as far as the notes, my goats podcast, you can find us on Facebook, search the notes, my goats podcast. You can go on Instagram and Twitter, search notes, my goats pod. You can email us the notes, my goats podcast at gmail.com. We are on all major podcasting platforms. I'm not going to share them because you're probably listening on your favorite anyway. So what's the point? So yeah, share, uh, share this one with your friends. Yeah. Share this one with your friends. This was actually a really good conversation and I loved having it. Um, so it was, yeah, just so much fun. So yeah, thank yeah. you so much for having me. This was Megan, fun. Yeah, but, thanks for thanks for coming on. I'm glad that we. Megan, could we'll do bring this. you back. We're we'll bringing bring you back again one of these days. Talk about something yeah. different, maybe not so emotional. Yeah, let's do something. I'll I'll think of something that I like that's just like ridiculous. So. There you go. Love it, love there it. Give go. us something we haven't heard before. Yeah, there you go. something crazy. So, all right, guys. Well, this has been the Notes Magoats podcast. As always, I am Brandon and I am Steve, and we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks, Megan. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.